Previously on the mortal path. You seek power beyond mortal means. We have heard your voice. I think she got what she wanted. Right. And what about you? You're. You said you was chill the way you are. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. I've got to say, actually, Tarot. I mean, I haven't known you for very long, but. Not many people have. No, no, that's that's fair, actually. Um, I, I, I'm I'm glad you're with us. As you, I suppose. And and I'll be I'll be completely honest, Tarot. When when I was when I was much younger at the manor, I used to do a lot of babysitting for the staff whose kids, you know, needed looking after while they were working in the house. And and to be honest, now that I know you're two years old, I th- I feel like a lot of things just they work for me a lot better. I understand a bit more now because everything's kind of new and you're testing it. It, it wasn't supposed to be like this. That was, that was supposed to be a hero. quick we're gonna retcon real quick before that explosion cool you are taken back towards the eternal labyrinth which is just kind of behind the jackal run it's a really nice area you can see where all the buildings they look older they look like there's more space between them they're more spaced out it's clearly like an older part of the city um you see this really big building with a kind of walled courtyard and then beyond it this circular what looks like the oldest building there and they take you to one of the buildings on the side which as you get closer is clearly like a dorm of some sort um and you are with theodora jiren and renpa at the moment the rest of the gang is kind of split so you're just with like the main three and jiren is still holding like this kind of bundle like tucked kind of like half under his his coat as you are led into the the dorm rooms there's no doorman and they are clearly separated into like little like flats inside a big flat type thing rather than like um it's more like the the british system of flats in a big building than like individual rooms with roommates type things because i'm british and that's how it is mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I, I didn't notice until just now yeah yeah, I know. Weird. I know my accent is really good at doing things that are not British, so I know it's confusing for people. <laughs> um, <laughs> the rest of us were all Americans. I'm just so good at doing American accents. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad I get to relive the university experience. Now, does this this flat have a small cupboard? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And sorry to trigger any PTSD flashbacks to you there, Gary. I know it was a dark time. Is there a pungent? So long as you don't hide in my bed again. Oh. Yeah. Did I hide it in your bed or under your bed? It was under, but still. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, there, sure, there's a small cupboard in, in the flat. Uh, Jiren is the one who kind of like leads you in, and it is clearly a flat shared by Renpa, Jiren, and Teodora. They are clearly not only friends, but also like flatmates. Um, and after a second, Jiren kind of like turns to you, and he holds out the, the clothes that he's stolen, and he says, I have no idea 
idea if these will fit you. Um, I, I still have some old stuff. Uh, you had friends with you, right? There was three of you, you said? Oh, yeah, yeah, the others, yeah. I've got, um, it's hard to throw things out, so I have some old clothes. Um, I've got some old skirts, dresses from when I was younger, if uh, you or, or your friends want them. Um, and uh, if maybe these don't fit. Uh, uh, yeah, let me just, just leave stuff out and I'll pick through it. Uh, to be honest, I think the others are all right. Uh, one of them got some new stuff, some new threads. Okay. All right. No problem. Uh, just in, in here. And he opens his door. And, and at the same time, um, Renper and, and Theodora have like gone into like a kitchenette area and are clearly making some sorts of like drinks. There's there's some hosting going on. These these people know how to at least put biscuits on a plate. Like students maybe fancy can halls do. Fancy of residence yeah. in the fancy desert city. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Exactly. And you are led into Jiren's room and Jiren was not kidding. If, and I say this with love as a hoarder myself, Jiren's room is just full of like stuff and boxes. And it's it's clearly been organized and it's not like messy or dirty, but there's just a lot of stuff in there. Um, and he points over to a wardrobe that is clearly full and then to like two stacks of boxes and is like, I mean, pretty much help yourself. Just, you know, run it by me before you take it forever. But, you know, I gave my clothes to an alien from another planet. Sounds pretty cool. So it's probably fine. Now, is it too extra to layer capes? <laughs> no, no. Jiren thinks about it for a minute and then goes, I think you could get away with it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. It's outfit time. So you are left with just boxes of clothes. You can basically describe any outfit you want. The only thing I will say that any clothing that is more traditionally feminine is like clearly much older and is is smaller in places. Although Jiren is is a good foot and a bit taller than you regardless. So you're also holding a bundle of somebody's newly like laundered clothes from the quick brush. Yeah, what's what's good about this bundle? What's good in the bundle? Let's, there... let's start with the bundle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there is one shirt that is sequined, but only on one half that's quite eye-catching. And there is a very boring pair of chinos? Chinos? Chinos. 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 Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Excuse you. I think you'll find it's pronounced chinos. Oh, well. It's quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's that, and uh, three socks. All of them are from different pairs. Okay. Oh, for enough. your tail. For your what? Tail sock. <laughs> can I have a think about this? Yes, you can have a think about it. It's sunny, right? Uh, yes, it is sunny. It is hot and sunny. It's the middle of the okay, day. I want. What have we got in the way of shirts? Many, varied, anything you want, my man. This is your moment. What do you want to oh be wearing? Oh my god. Okay. I'm gonna go extremely gaudy. Let's. We're just going full gaudy here. Okay. So that's fantastic. Shirt. I want like like patchwork kind of colors. Mm-hmm. Like all like you know the MS Paint default palette. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. MS Paint default palette paint patchwork. Um, yep. Nice. Rolled up sleeves. Uh, mm-hmm. Concerningly short shorts. Okay. Are we talking booty shorts? Like, it's, yeah, sun's out, guns out. You know why not? Let's go with it. Sun's out, buns out. Yeah, sun's out, buns out. Yeah, man. And now, what do you now? Jiren, Jiren does not have a tail, so ah, oh, that's a good point. Um, 
are you going to just make yourself a little? Are, are you just? Are you going to wear them below the tail, or are you going to make a hole for the tail to <laughs> go through? This, this is getting extremely twinky, isn't it? It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, uh, it's a new it's city. A tale as you old can as time. you can explore. Okay, okay. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I will, with permission, make a tail hole. Uh, you have permission to make a tail hole. <laughs> I make a tail hole. I hate okay. this. I I didn't. I forgot this could be. A, I just. Assumed, I didn't think this was going to be a possibility. I would have planned instead. I don't know. We're deep, we're diving deep into my deeply corrupt psyche now. Yeah. This is going to end up like on my permanent record, right? Like, yeah. Every piece of fan art that ever gets drawn from now on yep. has a rainbow shirt and booty shorts. You yep. are so ready for Timber and Pride. It's yeah. very good. I'm living life. Um, yeah, it's great. Do you know the pink pride, the pink striped programming socks? Are you aware of those? Uh, yes, and I'm sad that I immediately did know that. Yeah, we're going. We let's go with some some thigh high pink striped programming socks because I love anime and and yeah, you know, I love life. I'm out here loving are you, life. Are you? Are you pairing this with a with a very very uh, tasteful pair of sandals? Um, oh, Jesus no! Um, <laughs> fucking dying. If anyone has sh- if anyone has footwear selections for these, oh. I mean, I think silver cowboy boots is what you're really looking for in this. <laughs> cowboy boots are a good a good one though. Cowboy boots are good. Um, I will say that uh, that Jiren, being a foot taller than you and an elf, uh, all of his shoes are far too big. But Teodora absolutely has a pair of much smaller cowboy boots that you can you can have she will happily right. again i gave my boots to an alien and that's really cool <laughs> everyone's pretty pleased to give you their stuff to just kind of be like ah, the alien's wearing my clothes this is great nobody is gonna <laughs> doubt that i'm an alien too so i've got that going for me yeah uh, do they have baseball caps here yes but once again oh no that's not true holes um, for the horns yeah well hold on teodora what kind of hats do they have here what about a bucket hat have we got you, those you literally have to make some horny holes <laughs> please stop saying things like this in any kind of headwear <laughs> what's um, the millinery like <laughs> in temperance Teodor- actually this is actually i'm very sorry teodora is a is a halfling how taro do you have petite feet or are you a clown shoe stomper? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Okay. Tara's Tara's a petite feet. Petite feet, Tara. Great. So you you have the cowboy yep. boots. Uh, there is a ra- Jiren has a range of hats. Whatever hat you want, most of them because Jiren bought them don't have holes in them, but some definitely for like the spined uh, Tembran tieflings would absolutely have like some holes and things in them. But but m- Jiren's mainly don't. Yeah, I'm gonna baseball cap. Let's go. Okay. It's so I can hide my face. Uh, One with pre. (laughs) (laughs) So inconspicuous, so stealthy. And okay, great. So, all right. Are you going? Are you double cloaking it? You've got you've got a two-tiered cloak. Okay. What I do want is like a really big like white cloak or like cream cloak, and then I want to put my 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 regular cool cloak over the top oh so i could like like hide my basically like if i have like if i'm cloaked fully it'll just be like a white cloak with like another cloak over the top in a different color and Uh then like a whatever color baseball cap and then i can open up my cloak to reveal that i'm in fact the most stylish person on the street at any time okay it's a literal cloaking device okay when this gets picked up by hbo (laughs) yeah can we have daniel craig Play Tara, Tara. <laughs> just because um, Leia cape. 
is just yeah yeah oh, yeah, that's yeah, good yeah, that's like, good okay yeah okay yeah i was thinking about the bond pants because the, you know decent booty short work there amazing yep. um, you taro have an outfit to die for there is a moment when you put your your cloak that tries to enhance anything you're wearing on there's a moment where the cloak kind of glitches <laughs> like it's it does not know which way it should be going and it settles into well you can tell me what it what it looks like if it's trying to enhance your general outfit can it fit the vibe yes <laughs> can it read the room define the vibe what i'm saying is like most of the time i think it's going for a sort of uh statement piece crimson mm-hmm. uh, but i think if needs be it'll go to a demure sort of beige yeah it can absolutely do that that's well within its capabilities <laughs> you know, if i want to look nondescript i'll just be a guy wearing a beige cloak with a beige cloak on top of it if i want to <laughs> oh, go heavy that's to go with a red cloak on top of a beige cloak and you know <laughs> infinite depth. i really want want to pitch that to some car makers because you know the, the stupid colors uh yeah i'd like one in demure beige, <laughs> demure beige. <laughs> uh, oh gosh it's better than we used to have a car and we got it cheap because it was such a terrible color which was widely known amongst the dealership as tesco blue Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you know how bad that was okay you have a fantastic outfit going on i didn't think about this i just so no everyone realizes i did not anticipate this i like three episodes ago i was thinking like oh i can find this out i'll come up with a really cool idea um and then you sprung it on me and i had to make decisions in the moment <laughs> yep much like tara well, has done welcome yep. to D, my friend and it's improvisational bullshit. you've been planning this for yep. a week you don't know anything about my life <laughs> um so <laughs> i personally I, I i i know that nerium got arrested for doing magic i personally cannot wait for the moment where tara walks into a room throws his cloak open and is immediately arrested for indecency crimes <laughs> i have do I have a sword? I keep forgetting whether I have, you have no, a sword. No, I do have a sword. You do you have, have a sword. sword. Yeah, you have a sword. But now yeah. it's hidden stealthily underneath my cloak. Excellent. Tara dresses Cloaks. the way I cook. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a statement. <laughs> With plenty of spice. Is it a savage indictment, listeners? You'll never know. Don't <laughs> um, let you come round for Gary and ice cream. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. hey, come on. Okay. Listen, we know I need to move uh, this on. So it's funny because I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> do we not? <laughs> should we just not spend the rest of the episode describing outfits? Because I can do better. I'm not okay, not now. No, not so, now. Don't don't put me on the spot, please. Please don't put okay, me on the spot so, again. So, so so okay okay. Let me move this on. So uh, as soon as you have finished dressing and you come back out, the the three of them all voice their absolute enthusiastic approval for every choice that you've made, and actually. All three of them will then change into slightly more overt outfits that they themselves have to kind of like match a little bit. So you look like you're kind of more part of the gang and less like Joseph and his coat of true wonders. Um, (laughs) Can we match? Can we have some item of clothing that matches? You all have the same baseball cap. Okay, sounds good. What does it say on it? (sighs) Oh, you've started a gang. It's a... It's a short-lived piece of tiered court memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is a hat with a skull on it. And it says in big letters, Bone Club. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is what you own. We are all wearing hats that say Bone Club. Yes, yes, you are. Um, I, I was going to go with Ultimate. Ultimate's also very good. Maybe it says ultimate on the back. I don't know where Gary's going with this, but if it just yeah, if it says Bone Club on the front and then just the word ultimate on the back, <laughs> that really cool. It doesn't say ultimate bone club, it just says ultimate on yeah. the back. That's That's it. Okay, so 
you have your very good outfits and afterwards uh, Jiren says do you want a tour of the university buildings or yes absolutely okay thank you very much Jiren I appreciate this it's a pleasure I'm not using all of them at once and you know it's cool it's fine as you head out of the dormitory you hear a sudden and you see smoke rising from across the road and that is where we're going to come back into everything with Nat so a part of the library wall has been blown down there doesn't seem to be people um, trapped under the rubble it was a pretty quiet part of the library but books have gone flying there are pages torn and scattered and you see these these 10 15 20 rebels and they're all dressed in in these um kind of uniforms but but not quite it's clearly like same theme but different clothes uh come pouring out of this this big explosion in the ground some of them have weapons some of them are just shouting and immediately there are whistles and clangs from the guards and you hear kind of like these marching footsteps of an almost immediate arrival of of help what do you do i grab some popcorn okay so you you just kind of like (laughs) hang back and watch what's happening Oh hell yeah! Okay, I'm not getting involved with this. Not until unless, not unless, not until. Who? <clears throat> oh hell yeah! I'm... <laughs> <laughs> it's so smooth when you do it on the retake. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything until I know which way the um, the queen is gonna shift, okay. and what the reaction's gonna be, what the rebels have got up their sleeves. I don't want okay. to be back in the losing side. Okay, please roll me a perception check. A dice in this game? <laughs> yeah, what, what is this? Yeah. The fuck? Do we have those? That's a 17. 17. Helical has disappeared in the ruckus, and Helical was right next to you, and he is gone. Just like gone there is a lot of people running around and screaming there are uh, civilians coming in off the streets to try and like hide in the library and then like trying to shift rubble to make sure there's no one under it uh there is just a huge amount of ruckus taro you also hear this explosion you see smoke rising in the distance make me a perception check as well please 14 14 is high enough you can see some activity happening on the roof of a building that's kind of opposite where the the where the explosion is because you've not been to the library yet so you don't know the library's there but wherever that explosion is there's some kind of activity happening on the roof um and jiren and teodora will each take like one of your arms and like back you the fuck up into a building and be like oh let's not let's not go out there there is um and you can see more guards going rushing towards this fight um there is a clash natalia that you can see suddenly off rebels and soldiers there is like the flash of blades although a lot of it is not it's not like they're fighting to kill there's a lot of like attempting to to knock the rebels out rather than to actually like spill blood on the street so to speak okay yeah there's a lot of kind of like truncheon use type thing rather than like actual swords being used um and although the rebels, some of them have blades and they're being a little bit more vicious with, with their attacks than necessarily the soldiers are. But you get the feeling that from what you've seen in, in the uh, Blood Sands, that anybody knocked out is just awaiting a slightly mm-hmm. different day to die rather than any actual sort of mercy. Do they look like they're trained? The rebels? Yeah. Make me a perception check. 
Okay, that's a nat 20. Okay. Which is a 19. Two things catch your attention. One is that there is a pretty even split between the rebels that have some form of training and the rebels that don't. It is very much a mishmash. You can see people who clearly have good technique and people who are just kind of flailing in battle. The second thing you see is people on the roof of the building opposite you. And you see them suddenly, one of them who is cloaked and kind of hidden, like move their hands and they're, they're humanoid looking hands in this kind of casting motion, a motion you have seen from yourself and from from Nerium and also from Taro. And this sudden like huge balloon starts to rise into the air, like casting a shadow over what's happening. What? And the guards start kind of like shouting and some of them bring out crossbows and start trying to fire at it. But this balloon rises way quicker than it should. First time I've seen a balloon rising. Okay. Um, and as it kind of gains higher and higher, it goes maybe like 30 feet, 40 feet, 50 feet into the sky. At that point, one of the guards manages to shoot it enough to puncture it. And as they do, it explodes in this balloon-like manner, but it scatters thousands of small bits of paper, A5 size, that go all over the town. And at that point, the guards, they all start shouting again. And as these pieces of paper come down, a couple of them land in the library close enough for you uh, to to grab one, Natalia, if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, I'll pocket two. Okay, are you trying to pocket them surreptitiously or are you just grabbing at them? I want to do a bit of both. I want to grab one and pocket another surreptitiously. Okay, make me a slight handshake. Well, actually not surreptitiously um, on the slide instead. Oh, oh, mm -hmm. that's 20. Very nice, because I rolled real high on that. No one has seen you, you are very sure, as you slide the second piece of paper into your pocket. The first one that you managed to pick up, it is a leaflet that has the name The Oncoming Storm at the top, and it has like a list of things that the Queen, like why she's really bad. There's like, you know, missing prints with like exclamation marks and like question marks and underscores. There's like a whole list of complaints, and at the back is kind of general information on the rebellion not like go here and join us but like you know think about it why like wake up and as soon as those leaflets explode out the rebels that have not been knocked unconscious retreat and they go like jumping back down into the crater that they've created and good and as you <laughs> as you kind of like watch this you can see that it's clearly gone down into a set of tunnels that run under the city and they break and scatter and almost as quick as the conflict starts it's over. Can I have a leaflet? Yes. Roll for leaflet. The there Thank is, you. There is a kind of brisk wind, and these leaflets have scattered far and wide. There are definitely a few close enough for you to grab. Good. Everything calms down, goes quiet, and Natalia, you feel like a little hand on your elbow, and Helical goes, Oh my god, that just came out of nowhere. I'm... I'm oh, those gosh darn rebels. Insight check. Make me an insight check. 17. 17. Hold on. You're rolling them today, Gary. I'm, that's, you really that's, are. That was an 18 as well, because I got a minus one on insight. Helical is wearing... One thing that Helical is wearing is a kind of like overcoat, overcloak thing. And it's the same color as, as everyone else's in the library. It's clearly like some kind of uniform thing. Um, but as like... He kind of like brushes himself off as if he's been like, you know, under the, the rubble. You see a flash of like a blade at his side and you see like a little pendant that is matching some of the markings that you saw on the clothes 
off the rebels that had popped out from from under the under the city and he kind of brushes himself off and he goes gosh i'm just i'm so sorry that that happened while you were visiting and you know to the library of all places you know good thing we weren't sitting over there huh wow anyway wow this guy's definitely not batman i think you've chosen a very good spot here ah well you know lady luck and all that and you know i like to think the queen's with me anyway so that um that book deal you were talking about that sounds really fascinating maybe we could um you know meet up at uh at, 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 i could treat you to to dinner or something and um we could talk about what you saw in the in the fallen city that would be I mean, my treat of course you know and um could talk about a, 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 an advance a deposit for um information that would be wonderful oh and you're I, um i look forward to it you're uh, at the the cat's cradle right for now Oh, do you think you'll be, uh, well, you know, if, if you change your address, you can just update the records here in the library and, uh, oh, well, I mean, you can either pick a date that suits you or, or if I, or I can send a letter to, you know, just whenever, whenever you want, really, is, uh, fine by me. Uh, I'll be in touch. I don't know what my schedule's like for the moment, and I wouldn't want to put out such an adventurous fellow as you. As you say that, two guards kajunk kajunk behind you they are ones that have been part of the fray um but they are unharmed and they each kind of reach out and they put a hand on your shoulder and they say natalia nightlark yes the queen wants to see you oh here you go and i just pass the leaflet takes it and just like tears it into pieces and throws it aside and then they will lead you out of the library see you later okay taro you've managed just to- want to make the point i am on the lookout for anyone coming for me I am watching. I am watching. Don't pull this shit on me. Okay. <clears throat> make me a perception I know check, I'm, please. I know I'm wanted. I've been paranoid. Okay. All right. Okay, I'll make a perception check. <laughs> make it with advantage, then. Oh, by the way, for the record, I'm like, I'm not being led by them. I'm like marching along with them. Okay. Good to know. It's a 17. Okay. Uh, you. So you've, I'm going to keep that in mind. So you've, you've grabbed a couple of leaflets. Jiren and Teodora and Remper have also grabbed a few. And they exchange kind of like a look between them. And then they go, uh, well, and then uh, I have no idea what Remper's voice was ever. Um, it's probably slightly sarcastic. And Remper kind of like throws it aside and it's like, that's kind of, ooh, you know, rebel stuff. Don't want to, you don't want to get messed up in all of that, really. Then it looks pretty good. <laughs> don't, is... don't, no, 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 don't. You shouldn't be not, not out here. All right. I know you're new and probably like people will give you a bit of, you know, leeway but for the record you shouldn't don't say that kind of stuff you know not yeah all right i'm gonna pocket it so how about the rest of the, that that tour you you mentioned yeah let's, let's get out of here before, i'm not too keen on hanging around while all these soldiers are about you know what i mean yeah let's uh let, let's head and they start to like lead you around Maysfield way which is the circular road that goes around the eternal labris and the buildings around it um but you see coming towards you two guards and they look at each other and they look straight at you and make a gesture and then they start heading towards you and jiren goes that looks like trouble can we duck down an alleyway or something i think they've seen us i mean we can try but it's not a good idea to run Makes you look guilty. Oh, we're not running. We didn't see him. We're just we're just gonna go down this alleyway. It's fine. They will duck you round the side of the walls, and as they do, you see from the end of this really long street two more guards. There's a lot of police presence here. Are they looking at me at this point in time? Like at me? The two that were behind you now, 
they were absolutely looking at you. The two in front of you rolled a three. They have not seen you yet. I would like to pull out the magic mask in many faces. Okay. Oh. Alrighty. What happens? Tell me this moment. Uh, first I go like, um, look, uh, keep this to yourselves, would you? But I might have brought some alien technology with me. But I prefer people didn't know too much about it. Capiche? Yeah. And then I want to turn into a lizard person. Okay. Are you drawing inspiration from... Like, are you going like with like a frill or spines? Are you trying to look like someone? Or are you trying to look like a nondescript person? I think I'm trying to look vaguely like somebody I might have seen in the QB. I'm just trying to pull like inspiration from somebody okay. random, essentially. Um, but I would like deer antlers okay. on my lizardman. You can have that. Um, I believe that the mask of many faces will also change your clothing if you want to, because it's disguise self. Um, are you going to go with a slightly less outfit or, a, or are you going to keep what you're wearing and duplicate it but onto a lizard person with antlers? Uh, yeah, let's go a little bit more generic. Let's go like, what if it were a little more tame? Okay, do you, do you, okay so, so the shorts are now like mid-thigh um, and yeah. the, the, the patchwork is kind of muted not saturated yeah, it, we've gone into pastel colors okay um and you pull your kind <laughs> oh of oh my god your, and yeah just you take the saturation lever and you just yeah. pull that down you pull that like, down and you, that's kind you, of sad isn't it it's kind of sad i think <laughs> yeah it's it's making me think of that guy in the cargo shorts in the oh yeah the you know i had to do <laughs> it to him like... yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i'll be real i i have been dangerously close to that i was just going around <laughs> and i was like i don't want to do it to him <laughs> I don't have to. <laughs> Not anymore. Oh, Not anymore do I have to do it, Tim. Okay, so you're... Somebody's going to draw that, aren't they? Somebody's going to... Yep. Somebody's going to... Yep. I hope so. Okay. Sparkly silver cowboy boots go grey and um, yeah. you pull your beige cloaks around you and you are just going to keep walking. Is that your plan? Yeah. Can I gain a foot in height? Uh, yes, you can. You can gain a foot Thank in you. height. Thank you. You're now on par with Jiren. I'm still wearing the Bone Club hat, but it doesn't say ultimate anymore. It says penultimate. On the back. <laughs> <laughs> very good um okay so you make your way out from this this alley and you swing back round and they will usher you back into the dorm where you just came from to keep you off the streets and as you get back into the flat and they and um and jiren closes the door behind you three he turns to you and he says why are the police looking for you i believe i don't know no, it's a very good question. I actually don't know why they're looking for me. I was going to come up with something, but no, I genuinely, genuinely am not sure about this one. Are you, do you look like that forever now? Oh no, I can, I can, I can turn it off. It's good tech. You should probably keep it on because they can just search whenever. So if they think you were in here, you should just keep it on. Yeah, I figured. Plus, these are very cool horns. Yeah. You should, um... Maybe find out why they want you and um, deal with that. I mean, I could, or I could just avoid them. Forever. Why not? How are you How are you going to get, like, a bank account? <laughs> <laughs> These are very practical students. Uh, what are you going to do about financial security, man? Yeah. yeah. What about your national have insurance? Have you thought about pensions? I'll work something out. Okay, we're going to skip back to 
Natalia and Nerium, because you have both been brought into the magical item room. So Nat, you have been uh, marched along Cloudfield Road, you've gone past the ruins of the old wall, through Cloudfield Square, up something road with the words very small that I can't read from this distance, and then onto the Palace Avenue and into the Fanged Court. And as you are led in, you have the same impression as Nerium. It is clearly an old military building that has been converted into a palace. There is a lot of police presence and there's a lot of, of um, reports being made and there are a lot of orders being given. And there is a kind of big, um, kind of, you know, like you have hurricane storm shelters, the, the double door things. Oh, yeah. There's one of those in the courtyard mm. and it's been opened and there are soldiers just pouring down into it and as you pass you can see that very quickly the structure leads into the stone of the tunnels and so they clearly have their own way to get into the tunnels to go searching and there are clear search parties being sent down below to to try and find those who have just broken the library in places but you are brought into the magical item room and there are two well there's nerium first and foremost that you see at the end of the last bit with me I was sent to a room, having bit, having left, and was told that we were going to the fire mouth next. So I, I have been to a room and been brought back. Yes, you have. You have been given uh, some water, some food. It's not quite a cell, but there are no windows, and it is a room that was there a light source. Yes, there was uh, lights. Fuck it. Were so there would be corners that were more shadowy. Yes. How long was I there? We'll say forty minutes to an hour. You can have a short rest if you'd like. Uh, I don't think I need one, actually. I don't think... Because oh, we just had breakfast when I got yeah. fucking arrested. Yes. Um, right. I think I think if it's only been like half hour, 40 minutes, then I probably was staring at a wall blankly. Okay. Uh, you are once again summoned into the magic room. Nat is brought in. The other two people in the room are the queen and also, again, Kulai Crimson, who is the also skelly. there. Yes. I'm going to lead off with a dainty curtsy. Okay. This is the first time, Nat, that you have seen the queen up close. She is huge and she is jacked. And although she is not carrying the two sides, she still has the kind of rusted, strange looking short sword at her side. And she is she is filling the room with presence alone. Even if she had been half the height and half like the, the muscle mass, she's she's vaguely terrifying. And she looks you over with this kind of look that goes right through you. And she goes, And you, a magic user, same as this one. I say uh, as hurriedly as I can, She can do the lights like I can do the smoke, that's all. Oh now, Neri, I can do a lot more than that. Greetings, your majesty, it's a pleasure to meet you. For the first time, Nerium as well, you see a tiny little smile curl at the corners of her mouth and she says show me i would like to reach into my pocket and just wrap my hand around the handle of a dagger in case okay uh let me just <laughs> oh no how has nobody taken that off make you? me a slight a hand check please slight of hand check yes please that is um 19 19 okay both Cool Eye Crimson and the Queen are focused on Natalia. Okay, so I'm going to slowly extend one hand out mm -hmm. to the side, click my fingers, mm -hmm. and a 
hand-sized Lavida Loca is going to appear. <laughs> okay, and very good. And then I'm going to have it run along my shoulders and then along out the other arm and then offer it to the queen. She will put her hand forward to take it. And there's for a second, there's almost like childish glee in her eyes as she puts her hand out towards you. And I'll, I'll have it like hop over. And obviously it's not going to actually touch her hand. Yeah. Um, or if it does, it's not going to register anything. And it's going to do a little roar at her. <laughs> and then turn around and look at uh, Cool Eye Crimson. Okay. she She's just kind of watching it for a moment on her hand. And she says, you are more powerful, aren't you? You're better at the magic than this one. I'm going to cast Somaturgy on myself oh. to make my voice boom. You're out here flexing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And what do you say? Yes, I am my queen. Oh, it's very good. As you say that, there is this like tiny, almost like echo. And you hear this whispering of like a hundred names as all the weapons in the room like breathe out a name at you. And you also hear two more, you hear three more things. One, the sword at her side says Ardell and the sides that are on the cushions, one of them says Eusebius is king. And the other one says, yes. Oh yeah, everyone hears it in the room. The other one says, oh, that's very interesting, Graveline. Thank you for telling me that. And you, and it's very quiet. And also, Nat, you hear this little echo of the music that Nerium has been hearing and you recognize it because Nerium sung it to you. And that comes from this gramophone, which I mistakenly said before had like a square bass, but it doesn't, it's got a round bass. And as you do that, the queen like looks over to Kulai Crimson and then back at you and she says, this is very fortunate indeed. A serendipitous day. It is obvious that you hold rightly the power in this city, in this land, and I would like to assist you where I can and pledge myself to your service for for a while until I am able to return home. That's your goal, is it? To leave? It is. She steps forward and she puts one big hand on your shoulder and she gets like real close, like uncomfy close. And then she grins and she goes, I've been looking for a magic user, a loyal one, one that I can trust. There are things that I need to do. I will be more than happy to assist you, so long as I am, and my friends are kept in comfortable lodgings. We do not want for anything, and while we're not in a great hurry to get home, we are given the means to get there. I believe you have a wizard, or there is a wizard in this land, who I would very much like to talk to. Sten Panch. <laughs> he doesn't listen to me, but I will see if he will do as you wish, should you do as I wish. Is that understood? It is. That... There is one more thing. A pass to the Eternal Labrys. <laughs> what do you want to do with that? Oh, I'm a reader. I just love books. She, like, moves her hand to, like, do... You know the thing where, like, you take someone's, like, jaw 
and like she like tilts your head up like a little bit as she does this um i'm gonna do two more thaumaturgies okay and my eyes are gonna um go purple okay and so is every light in the room okay oh nice oh. And oh, she... mood lighting i love it <laughs> <laughs> she she grins like wide and she says you remind me of myself i'll give you a pass to the eternal labyrinth i have only need for one magic user and without even looking at unarium she like waves her hand like get out i'm done with you go i don't move i look at nat uh i cast trio telepathy and say it's fine i got this you get safe DM here to say as always hello and thank you as always again for listening to our very very silly show we really appreciate it and we're really glad that you seem to be enjoying it you're still with us on this wild wild ride and we are just so grateful so thank you if you are enjoying this wild wild ride and you have an iDevice please please head over to your iDevice iTunes of choice because there are so many iTunes to choose from and leave us a review it really helps us out iTunes works on all these kind of funky algorithms and the more people that review us and give us a little like five stars when people are listening to other podcasts it'll be like hey why don't you check out these goopers and that really helps us grow and that makes us feel good inside really nice and warm and good inside so thank you very much and we love to read your reviews we really really appreciate and cherish every single one we also absolutely love and appreciate it when you tweet about us or when you tumblr post about us every little bit of interaction really really helps us out we don't have any advertising we don't have anything like that so we really rely on people kind of enjoying the show spreading the word telling their friends and we are so grateful every time that you do especially if you see people asking for podcast recommendations we're just so grateful so thank you so much to everyone and we love seeing all of your wonderful <laughs> wonderful stuff that you put online it's really good fun Speaking of wonderful stuff online, I would like to, of course, talk for a second about our dear friends at dndice.co.uk. They have a brand new snazzy website with a whole lot of great new fun dice. Uh, keep an eye on our Twitter page, actually, because we are going to be running another giveaway very soon with a really special set of dice from dndice.co.uk. But if you cannot wait for our giveaway to start, head on over, have a look at their dice. It is free shipping within the UK, which is really good. And it is a flat rate worldwide, which is really, really awesome because I tell you, I love my dice and I love my D and dice dice and I have a lot of D and dice dice, but sometimes I'm a little naughty and, and I look, I look elsewhere for a moment and I ponder and I wonder and I add them to my basket and then I see that the shipping is $800 and I want to cry, but D and dice does not do that to you. And that is why they are so fantastic as well as just having absolutely gorgeous dice so check them out we have a code mortal dice all capitals all one word gets you five percent off your order really really cool really useful go check it out get some awesome dice i'd also like to thank of course rachel graff who is the most amazing composer who wrote the theme song for our show she is absolutely brilliant 
go and check out her website. It is Rachel Graff, Graff being G-R-A-F-F dot com. If you just put one F, you find another lady who I'm sure is very nice, but is not our lady. Check out Rachel Graff. Check out her new music. She's got a really awesome Twitter. She's doing all sorts of really fun and interesting stuff. She's also the one who taught me how to compose. So anytime you listen to a piece of music that I wrote, and you're like, oh, I like that. You should also be thanking Rachel Graff because really, it's all down to her. I'd also like to say a huge thank you, of course, to Orion. He has been doing an amazing job with our transcripts. We are so, so, so grateful to the work that he and everyone else has put in into doing them. Thank you so much. It means so much. It's just incredible. We are honestly so blown away, so grateful. I've said it before, I've worked as a transcriber for a while. I was not very good at it. Because it turns out <laughs> that I probably have ADHD and... And so transcribing for me is very difficult because I don't have that sort of concentration span, especially if people are talking about their opinions on cars. So I I remember transcribing as only pain in hell, so I have no idea why Orion or anybody else does them for us out of the goodness of their own hearts, because thank you thank you so much. Go and check them out They're on our website, mortalpath.com and yeah enjoy them. Orion does a very good job of transcribing my very weird uh, foley work, my noises, my all sorts of fun things. So go and go and see how he rags on me because it's good fun. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Enjoy this longer episode. It's longer because we recorded for two hours. It turns out and I thought we had much more bullshit than we did. We didn't. It's all gold. So enjoy it and see you soon. What do you have? What? Uh, I respond with, what's the play here exactly? What are we doing? Are we enabling tyrants? I'm Not- getting... Oh. Hey, did anyone see that explosion? Tyrant, Ty- Not right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hang up. <laughs> we can't hang up. You're there for the duration of the call. <laughs> Mary, I'm, I'm getting us home. Uh, okay. She pulls back from you a little bit. She puts not a healthy distance, but enough that there's a bit of breathing space um, between you. And she says, so, I can offer you lodgings in the fanged court, or should you wish to... And she kind of, like, glances over her shoulder at Nerium, and there's this look of, like, derision of, like, this creature is so below me type look. (laughs) She looks over for a second, and she looks back at you, and she goes, or I can arrange lodgings in the Swordwalk district. It's your choice. For all of us. She doesn't even she's like. It's like she can't even hear you. She's like just, I'm not speaking. Yeah, just nothing. Oh, the sword walk would be perfect. Thank you. She will. She will nod, and she will give your like shoulder like a squeeze, and then and then back off. And she will say, two days from now, you and I, and some of the garrison, we go to the fire mouth. Uh, I remember that. That's yes. the volcano. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there anything... Would I know if there's anything particular set to happen in two days? Or is it just a time that she's chosen? Like, there's no ceremony or anything? No, that's that's just the time that she's chosen. Very well. If you need me in the meantime, you of course know where I am. And that pass? Tomorrow morning. As soon as you have found your final friend. I don't like having 
rats running around my city. I'm very gracious, your majesty. I curtsy again. She nods. I curtsy too. She doesn't even look at you. It's like you don't exist in this room. Uh Uh-huh. And she will turn back to her, like, wall of swords and and bring out this this book, this ancient-looking book. And she will just start to, like, flick through the pages. And there's a very clear sense of, she is done with you. It's time to go. I flick the lights back to normal Mm. and nod at Nerium and turn to leave. Okay. As you are leaving the fanged court, Natalia, you are given the secondary brooch and it is... Oh, every time I pair these two together. And this one is made out of, like, cast metal. It's not a metal that you recognize. It's something like steel, but it doesn't have the same weight as steel. And it is the insignia of the crown with the fangs. And it is... It's kind of... Yeah, it's beautiful, but understated. And um, the guard who hands it over kind of gives you a look of, like, nervousness. Almost, as he, like, hands it to you, Nat. And uh, and he goes, um, special order from the queen for yourself. Oh, thank you, darling. <laughs> I smile at him. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, as you, again, as you are leaving the area of the fanged court, you and Nerium are brought to a... Out of the houses there, it's, like, a smaller house, but it's still, like, a whole house in the sword walk and you are brought to it and given a set of keys and shown inside it's fully furnished um it's a nice house with uh three bedrooms bathrooms bathrooms one of them has running water like whoa yeah it's nice holy shit yeah and there are there are some books in the bookshelves it's you actually and as you are as you are walking through it both of you make me investigation checks please by the way is there anyone else have the guards left us? It's just yes. us in the house. Yes, the guards okay. have left you. It's just you in the house. We, we are going to have a conversation, young lady. Actually, before before that happens, before we even walk around the house, mm-hmm. as soon as the like door closes, it's like half a second, and then that goes... We're alive. Okay. Oh, Terry, I was worried. Uh, you were worried. Yeah, I was worried. I, I tell you what, I didn't stop being worried when you came in. Um, I hope you've got a plan. Um, maybe. I, I, I chatted to a librarian who I think might be a rabble. And oh, that's good. Yeah, I know. And I, I think I found a way to to learn more about what's what's going on, maybe. And I thought Eusebius, the the queen, with the pass. I was able to get yeah. in to no, learn about the books good. and things that's and maybe good. the wizard. And yeah. <sighs> I am going to fling my arms around uh, Nat's waist, which is probably about, you know, shoulder height for me, um, and give her a big hug and go, I'm so relieved. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> Nat's like shaking as she holds you. Oh. Wait, where's, Tar- where's Tarot? Oh, I don't know. Not a clue. Oh, um, Laundry? Tarot's doing normal uh, uh, now. I I don't that that Do boy's got some priorities. We need to we need to let's let's check this place out and maybe sit down for a bit. <laughs> yes, yeah. And then we can. He's not in danger. Do you? Oh God, it's Tarot, isn't it? He's probably in danger. <laughs> he could probably find danger in a laundry. That yeah yeah. What happened after? Because you, you was gone ages. I waited. So, I was thinking, how could we pass it off as the magic not being you. And so I well, ran yeah, after... Well, yeah, the mask thing, I did yeah, say. Ma- yeah, 
And then I thought, oh, I, I got lost. Well, that's fair. You've not been here before. Yeah, sorry. And then I thought, oh, we could maybe do like a scroll thing. Like maybe you found a scroll and we could explain it that way. Yeah, the thing is, she, she really scared the shit out of me, actually. Um, And, and I thought, well, I, I don't. I didn't know about scrolls, so I just showed her the little smoky thing, and I, you know, yeah, that was, think that was about good. doing it and then don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then she made me do it on a on a on a sign. And do you know what synap is? What's a synap? I've not got a clue. Yeah, I mean, what could that possibly be? Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me a religion check, Nat. Four. No, nope. it's. I think there is a like a, a synapse. In a person? Oh, so it's like, oh, like medicine. Maybe it's some kind oh. of bodily thing. Well, maybe. It did say it got moulded something out of clay. This isn't so maybe okay. It like... Stop. Well, <laughs> the thing is, it started talking. It started talking when I put the smoke on it. And then she got really scary and she was like, oh, I've been waiting for someone and I'm going to have powers to do things. And, and then there was things about being sent by a cloud. And... Was this covered in the book? Yes, very much so. Queen Eusebius is an ardent believer in the cloud, and therefore it is, it's much written about, yeah. I do a little bit of a mini lore dump on Nerium to make sure we're all on the same literal and figurative page. Um, by that time, I would like to imagine that we have managed to find chairs. Okay, what was your investigation rolls? Not good. Okay. Mine was, was 15. 15? 9. 9. Nat, you don't notice, but Nerium, this house, has been lived in. Has been lived in until oh. very recently. You feel? <laughs> I sit down in the chair and I go, why is this seat a little bit warm? Okay, not that recently. <laughs> 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 not maybe that recently. Um, there's an imprint here. <laughs> but uh, there's, there is, as, actually, as you kind of look around, there has been a very hurried packing. And um, uh-huh. your house is vacated. I wonder whose house this is. Oh. Because, like, this is a nice district. You don't just leave them hanging empty, do you? No. This is really nice, actually. I, I've done fittings in places like this, but I've... Oh, hang on. Can I go upstairs and check the bedrooms? Has it got a really big, fluffy bed? Yes. Is there some bowls of porridge on the kitchen <laughs> table? Not interested in the porridge. No. Ate breakfast already. Yes. But it's a really a... big, comfy bed. Yep. It's not a straw mattress on some wooden pallets, nope, is it? No, it's a big, comfy Fuck bed. yes. Yep. So, are you going to try and find Taro? Yes, after a short is rest. Food in, is there food in the kitchen? Do I not have time to do something here? Yes, you like... absolutely do. What would you like to do? You're hiding currently in... Uh, there's food in the kitchen, so you guys eat. You take a short rest, mechanically and literally. Taro, you are being hidden in the dorm rooms of Jiren, Teodora, and Renpa. Oh no, I'm homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Jiren kind of like looks at you and he's like, that's what I'm saying. If you keep like changing who you are, you can't get a house or a library card or take money out at the gem lender or you know. Uh- I don't think it's sustainable. Taro just sat there with a stood there with like a blank look on his face while like gears are uh, churning in the background. Because you know, like I had to change a lot of paperwork, and it's a lot of it's a hassle to just change your name and stuff, let alone to 
exist. And you have a you have the badge, so. Um. Hmm. Jerem. Uh huh. What do you think about this pamphlet? Give me just just what's the mood here? You know, I'm not from here. In it, we're in we're in private here. What's the mood? What's the vibe? Make me a persuasion check. Okay. 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 I got a I got a twenty five. Oh, it was that, that's, that's, okay. that's an unaugmented twenty with a plus five on it. Oh, that's a uh, nat my, twenty. That's the highest I can do. It's a nat twenty. Okay. My, oh, my my first thought was Gary's rubbed off on you. Oh. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> Gary, you can rub off on me any day. Let's get to oh, let's okay. get to playing. What's up? Let's get back. Let's get back to the matter at hand. Uh, so you are so, as it were, as it were. <laughs> so okay, you the the flat that they have is a ground floor flat and there is a second of silence as all three look at each other and then Jiren like puts a hand on your shoulder and like tilts his head and he leads you out of the kitchen towards that the cupboard, little the cupboard towards the little <laughs> cupboard and they open the door of the little cupboard and there's like a bit of carpeting in there and Teodora reaches down and she pulls back this like bit of carpeting and there is a trap door that when she opens you can see with like this like not the best constructed ladder that leads down into the tunnels and like all three of them kind of like shrug their shoulders and like Jiren's like I mean Taro's cool right so <laughs> that's fucking fantastic <laughs> genuinely my other question I thought I was going to ask was does this place have a basement? <laughs> <laughs> yep, they are on the ground floor. So you are, they have, they apparently have some way down into the tunnels. I would like to descend. Okay. Uh, they will, they will follow you down. Uh, in fact, actually, as you start descending, Jiren will like put his hand like on your shoulder and gonna go, oh, you don't, I mean, you know, new faces, not first, maybe. Um, oh yeah, so... I'll demask. Yeah. Oh, neat. Cool. Okay. And he will he will descend first, and you are brought down this tunnel that goes down like a long way. And these tunnels are naturally formed; they are not carved by by people. They are carved by running water. And you are led out onto this kind of like little platform, and it's almost like a honeycomb of tunnels that lead off in different directions. And um, after a second of like standing very quietly and listening. Jiren will kind of point in a direction and say, "Not that way. Actually, can we can we show you this like when it's not full of soldiers? Because there's just been, you know, we just did a. So it's here, but can let's actually, you know, maybe like tonight. Like, where are you staying? Cat's Cradle, right? So maybe you know if you come back at like, I mean, because." Do you not have a couch? Well, but I've I've slept on many floors. <laughs> We've got some cardboard, and I've got a lot of clothes, so we could probably make you a bed. But yes. like, Teodora stays up really late, so we can't have people on the couch because you can't sleep. So, uh, and they will start to to resend, reascend the ladder. But you have seen it; they have a way down into the into the the secret tunnels. But it's it's the middle of the day, and genuinely. Also, Full of soldiers. I can I can do without sleep. I'm slightly concerned about the soldier activity, and I'm happy to just just chill out here until until it's time to go. If that's cool with you, 
on the other side of the city, Nerium is lying on the middle of an enormous feather bolster, <laughs> 16 times her size. And she just has this really weird feeling like, oh, how the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I also, I would like to just in this moment, bring up a thing that Ed said, which was, what do you mean? Are we just going to scurry around the city like rats for two months, pretending to not be seen? Because that's really stupid and we shouldn't do that. I would just like to put out that there as a thing that you said. I didn't know the cops would be after me. I'll be all right. I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, you know. I didn't, and, and I didn't now, know it, things would go this way. Yeah. And I didn't know this is how it would pan out. Okay. <laughs> I overestimated my command of the situation and now I'm in a pickle. <laughs> you are... Welcome to D&D. Yeah. You are definitely <laughs> allowed to hang out uh, at the, the, the residence. You can see, however being an insightful person, vaguely, who is hanging out with these people, that there is a sense of nervousness about them harboring someone who's being searched for. They've already told you that the guards can just come in and search at any time. Um, and they, over the course of like the next hour or so, Jiren a couple of times kind of brings up like, shouldn't you maybe find out what you're in trouble for before deciding to never be seen again? type thing but but they're not gonna press it they just like it's clearly a thing on their minds they're not very good rebels are they like they're, they're students do do you think you should go and ask the cops while you're in trouble not... yeah okay don't worry i'll check twitter it's fine maybe they've yeah. tweeted about me <laughs> yeah you're, the, you're on temperance most wanted um so nat and Neriab, you what effort do you make to try and find taro my plan is to remove the fanged court brooch and just tuck it away where it can easily be brought out again if necessary okay and then fbi style make my way down towards downtown christ um, <laughs> making your way fast. downtown moving Place fast, fast but yeah. um going towards the laundry where i last saw taro the uh QB. okay i would very much hope that uh, we had a conversation prior to that where you explained to me that that was what you were doing, mm -hmm. gave me a rough approximation of whereabouts that was, and I glued myself to your side. Yes. Not about to let you out of my sight again. I'm down with that. Okay, so you both head to the quick brush. Are we allowed out of the sword wall? Oh yeah, no one stops you. Oh yeah, we're allowed out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you head to <laughs> the... You, you are... <laughs> You, you don't even exist anymore, Narium. So you, we've got somebody who's trying not to exist, who's been looking for, who's being looked for. Somebody who, in the eyes of the queen, doesn't exist, and then somebody who is now the queen's favorite. It's very good. I'm very pleased about this. So, you head to the quick brush, and what do you do when you get there? Taro is not in there. I approach the um, proprietor. The proprietor is a dwarf. Hello there. Um, did did you see a friend of mine? In here earlier, um, it, it rather stood out. Uh, indigo. Big oh, the horns. alien, the alien one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, left with some of the 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 kids that hang around. Do you know where they kids? went? Children. No, like you know the the university students types probably headed over towards whatever students are doing nowadays. You know, <laughs> Queen bless them. Queen bless them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so. You you are kind of directed towards the university. You are told that, that the alien was here 
couple of hours ago now. Quite a long time ago now. It's it's probably at this point like six or seven at night. And Neri, what do you think? Well, I'm thinking if Taro was hanging out with... I mean, they looked like they were pretty cool back there. So he's found some cool kids and he's hanging out with them at their... I mean, I don't know what drugs smell like around here, but that's that'd be my first thought, really. I think maybe we should wander over towards the the university. Um, um I'm I, I'm presuming that I'm going to notice that there's like rubble and soldiers at some point as we approach. Yeah. That. Oh, Neri, Neri, there was an explosion. Um, some rebels <laughs> came out of the ground and um, launched a balloon. Which exploded into flyers. Oh, here's one. That's a hell of a club night. <laughs> okay. It sounded much better when I planned it, but when you say it like that... <laughs> no, actually, I thought it was very cool. Thank, thank you. Oh, oh, okay. Good. Well, I'm glad you've told me that. Now, um, what happened to the rebels? Oh, I think some of them got beaten unconscious by the guards and they'll probably end up in the blood sand oh, soon but the rest escaped one of them maybe did magic oh really yeah i'm not what i didn't magic? get too good a look but they were stood on top of this building and they were doing something with their hand and it looked vaguely magical <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> it's good i mean are you sure what kind of gesture was good it? golly uh, <laughs> this is oh, yeah. this is a pg-13 podcast sorry <laughs> so, so 12 some of the <laughs> so some of the rebels know magic it, it seems like it, at least one well that's very interesting because the queen needs a magic user and apparently hasn't been able to find one in a in a city that's pretty much under her thumb until you and i turned up so that's kind of interesting in terms of like things that the rebels have i mean it could they could be very rare she said very quietly it might be a low magic <laughs> world well, I mean, what are the odds of that? Look at the amount of shit we've picked up already. That wasn't from this world. That's, I suppose that's true, yeah. Yeah. Are there people around? Milling, but not listening to you, particularly. Why are they doing milling in a <laughs> okay, laundrette? Okay, all right. They're not in the laundrette. Thank you, they're I'm heading, here all week. Yeah, they're all heading week. towards... This is, this is a Geek and Sundry endorsed podcast, if you couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> oh, Geek and Sundry is supported by Brands of Business. Yeah, is this, this, is, be... this is the level of quality. <laughs> the um the, the the McElroy thing of yeah. <laughs> you should introduce yourself as hey this is you Geek and Sundry endorsed Geek and Sundry endorsed DM yeah great no so you head towards you're heading towards the um university you're talking quietly and I think um we start asking people if they've seen an indigo tiefling mm. okay or like yeah. an indigo horny dude okay uh make me keep either it, keep and it clean an investigation check or a persuasion check either or dealer's choice uh, shall I, can i do one as well because i'm yes, also you asking can do one that's 11 11 on persuasion eight oh <laughs> <laughs> i tread on someone's foot after about an hour and a half of of asking people you get the sense that a you've been clocked by a lot of students as two very strange people asking a lot of questions about someone um, and the closest you've got to is vaguely gesturing to to one of the the big dorm buildings 
but nothing else than that. Can we go to the big dorm building? Yes. Are we allowed in? There's no doorman, as I stated earlier. Yeah. Yeah. This this is not a system with cards, unfortunately. When you get inside, it's like lots of... It's like how flats work. Can I say that whenever the the people who I was with were getting anxious, Mm -hmm. I went back into lizard mode. Okay, you're back in lizard mode. Um, that that has soothed some of their anxieties, but Jiren is once again waxing philosophical on all the benefits you can no longer reap if you keep changing <laughs> who you are without filing the proper yeah. paperwork. This guy's not a good revolutionary. <laughs> These guys suck. He's... I, I thought they were cool. Hey, and then they're trying. Although this guy did steal, so that's praxis. They're trying, okay. Um, so. When you are there, like common rooms? No, it's like you know when you walk into someone's like apartment block, like there are locked doors. Oh, so it's yeah. more like actual yeah. just fucking. So class. yeah, you walk in. There's just a lot of doors. There's stairs. What time is it? I at this point it's about eight o'clock at night, half eight. Okay, we've have we used the one minute telepathy for the day? Yes, I we think have. you have. Yeah, I think we kind of have. Which is great because I thought it was super OP, but then you've to... used it all in a day. Stand burn that shit. At, outside each door mm-hmm. and cast message <laughs> and go, Taro, are you in there, Taro? Just roll me a d20. It was a 15. It takes you 15 minutes to find, uh, well, for, for the spell to actually connect to something. And Taro, you hear a little voice of Nerium in your head. And you hear you hear Nerium go, Taro, are you having this one? I don't know. I think I'm, we're going to give up. So, A, is this a different sensation to the three-way emails? You have been messaged before. You used it a lot in the Fallen City. You are very familiar with this. Does it feel significantly different to the email? Yes. Yes, because it feels like you're hearing it. It feels like I'm saying it to okay. you and you are the only person who can hear it because it's not inside your head. It's auditory. What have I heard from the conversations beforehand? Like I know that Nerium that Nat got that Nerium got captured, right? Do I you, know that? Yes, you know Nerium got captured. You know that Nerium uh you know that Nerium was captured and taken to the Queen. You know that Nat and Nerium have had a like what are you doing conversation like play along which indicates very greatly that that they were both also um that they were both at least in the same place. And and probably at the court as well. Mm. Tara is very much in the position that everyone's been telling him to look out and stay hidden. And I think even if he thought that Nerium were coming here of Nerium's own volition, I think he would think that Nerium was either being followed or coerced in some way. So I think Tara is going to stay stum. But like... it makes a lot of sense with paranoid Taro as the character. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Can I feel whether it's connected or not? No, you don't know. So I probably go around every single door in the building. Not there. He's not there. And I turn to Nat and I go, well, either he's not here or he's decided to be a dick and not respond. I don't know. Maybe he's gone back to the cat's cradle. Maybe. See, I don't know that I fancy... No, we have to go back there, don't we? Because he might well be. I was... Mm. Let's, Let's go back there. Let's pick up our stuff. What there is of it. And That's true. We gotta do that. Right, yeah, no, that's reasonable. Yeah, we'll go back and pick up our stuff. We'll leave a, a message with Indavar. Yes. And we'll tell her that 
if she sees the birthday boy, we're at the sword walk or something. I don't know. That's not even going to help, is it? Because there's only one person you and I are going to be looking for. Let's, uh, let's shoot some ideas as we walk over. That's a good idea. Yeah, we'll do that. I'm going to regret this in like five months time when, when Nat has to kill Taro. And then I'm like, <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have left Nerium on unread. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. You ghosted Nerium. You paid the fucking yep. price. So you make your way back to the cat's cradle. You pick up your stuff. No one stops you. No one says anything. Is there anything that you want to talk about on your way there? Well, I'm thinking the message we should leave is the red and blue girl will be at the place of the mask disagreement at noon. Oh, that's good. Red cows over Moscow. Can't fly without umbrella. God, I can't wait to never pick up this message. You're good at this, Nat. All right, yeah. You might need to write it down. Oh, I've done it before. (laughs) (laughs) So you leave the message with Hmm. Indiva. She laughs it off as strange alien behavior, but takes the note and promises she will pass it on. Oh, it's just a joke. Oh, yeah, you've got a lot of weird humor. Anyway, it was nice to have you, I guess, kind of. Uh, bye. And you, uh, yes. I think I, in a moment of wickedness, I, are there people oh, in the cafe? Yes, it's, it's like <laughs> I would like to reach up, take Indivar's hands, look her in the eye and say, thank you so much for all your help. Um, you've been really welcoming and we'll never forget you. You know, you've been a really good friend to us, all of us. Okay, thank you. wow, you're just so funny. Okay, I will see you later, I guess. Bye. Yep, see you yeah. soon. Okay. Bye. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought you were going to cast light on her. <laughs> no. Um, so you head back to your new house and you give up on f- trying to find Taro for now. The, the thing is that um, there was that um, feet, feet, feel it, fell in, fell away. No, that's that thing that you plug in to make your cat come. Falira. Um, <laughs> Falira. There's a tabaxi called Falira, and um, she was talking about the dreams, and um, it was a horrible dream, and um, I think it's all connected with the song. Can you you heard it when we were near the gramophone? Did you? Yeah, I did. I, I can't lie, it is driving me absolutely crackers at this point because it goes over and over and over. And I feel like it's... Honestly, if I'm going to keep on my toes in this city, which is quite scary, and I already think I got quite close to being killed uh, once, which is like once too often for an average day, um, I would quite like to investigate the possibility of at least getting that out of the back of my skull constantly. Uh, I completely agree. We just need to be careful about how you do it. Yeah. Because if if the guards are watching the place, which I think they probably are. Yeah. I think the stinking troll is probably under watch at, at all times. So... Yeah. Depends how sneaky we can be. Well, I, I can make one of us invisible for about well I haven't really tested it too much I I tried earlier it seemed to last around an hour 
Well, I can turn myself into a little Findex for about an hour. Oh, if you can reliably do what you did in the cafe again, then you can just pretend to be someone else and just walk right in. We'll be fine. I just want to make sure that the Queen doesn't see us cavorting with rebels. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Now, this is a GM mm-hmm. question. My thought would be that if Nat's invisible and I transform myself a la tarot into a no- an in- incredibly nondescript small yeah. tiefling uh, without even two capes and pink thigh highs, if I stealth... And I fail stealthing. Do, do I look suspicious, or am I just more obtrusive than I thought it, I was? It's very dependent on the situation, on how bad the role is. So I can I am taking the risk that it's also like if if you are standing in a shadow and you're trying to blend in and you roll really shit, people just see you standing there, not inherently suspicious. If you're trying to get into a building okay, cool. and you roll really shitly, inherently suspicious. Yeah. Well, my plan is that I want to stealth towards the place so that nobody pays attention to where I'm going, but I'm going to look normal enough to walk into a bar, I would have thought. When you say stealth towards the place, what do you mean? I mean, I want to not be obviously a small person walking from the sword walk to uh, the stinking troll, because I don't imagine they get much custom from the sword walk. Okay. What time of night are you going? 11.30. Is, are you speaking to Nat about this? Yes. Do you want Nat to come along? I am very much not keen on splitting up again because it did not go well for me. Uh, I suggest, in that case, we go for a walk um, to the centre of the city and walk around a little bit and find a secluded place. Um, we do our magics and then we approach. That's a brilliant idea, Nat. I like that, yeah. Again, not my first time. Fucking is mine. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, that's good then. That means we can eat first. Oh, I'm famished. When was the last time we ate? Breakfast. Hey, uh, did you see on the Jackal Run there was all them bistros? Uh, there are not bistros <laughs> on the Jackal Run. There are not bistros. Fucking are. The bistros... There are not bistros on the Jackal Run. The bistros are not on the Jackal Run. The Jackal Run is full of crep shops. Oh, my apologies. Oh, that's right. Where were the bistros? There was definitely somewhere that was full bistros? of bistros. In Every- my street? Everywhere else. <laughs> Everywhere else. Okay, excellent. I'm not fussy. Let's just wander along, look at menus and see what okay, takes our fancy. So. <laughs> okay, so you two head out into the city. You go and find yourself dinner at a nice bistro somewhere. <gasps> and we both have a bath first. And you can... Uh, okay. Uh, oh, now, fuck, we can. Okay, are you both taking... I'm assuming... Uh, just I'm just assuming one after the other. Share water, guys. <laughs> Share water. Um, <laughs> can we have a montage? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. So, Taro, you are currently... Um, on the the sofa in the the room. Are you now at this point? Are, have you recast your thing to look like the lizard with antlers? I'm, I'm lizard mode, yeah. Okay, you're lizard mode. <laughs> Jiren and Teodora and Rempa have brought out some sheets of paper and some like pencils and some weird shaped dice and are trying to teach you like this weirdly complicated <laughs> um, game of like pretending to be people. 
and uh, you're not quite sure that you get it or you have any grasp of the rules whatsoever. But it, it seems really seems hard. Fun. Yeah, yeah, it seems really hard. That's There's like too many rules for your your tastes. Um, and what's, uh, the, but it's, what's the setting for this game we're playing? Uh, they have they've set it in an icy wasteland. It's very fantastic. There's there's lots of talk. Is it, of... is it like future or past? Where are they saying this? I want to know. Oh, they've set it kind of in the future. So there's kind of like weird Ooh. imaginings of like um, ships that are kind of lifted by balloons and some that have like funny propellers and uh, yeah, it's 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 a pretty the setting. It's it's they say it's something called homebrew. It's ten out of ten. Sometimes the science is wonky, but deep down you love it. <laughs> My character is a train engineer. Okay, they they're very they have treated they have you... a tragic backstory. You mock, but that's literally what my son did. He downloaded a Minecraft thing that enables you to get a job, and he actually went to work as a train engineer. Oh my god, I love it. That's very good. <laughs> my character is a train engineer with a tragic backstory and all of Tara's traumas. Okay. <laughs> uh, you after a little bit, Jiren points out, you know, you when we play this, you you kind of pick a a voice for it. So um, if you can do like another voice, that'd be great because then we know if it's you speaking or if it's your character. Hey Tara, what's your character's name? Yeah, what's your character's name? What's your train man's name? It's Quilbury Queeth. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> That's a, that's a, oh, I want to say Keith, but it's spelled with a Q, and I'm just like, that'll do. Yeah, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Fantastic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this Qu is Queefy, uh, your train yeah, driver. This is, it. <laughs> this is yeah, Q Queef. Train conductor Quilbury Queef. Quilbury Queef. Keith Queef. That's, that's too much for me. That's too much. <laughs> I guess that's canon now. I guess that's canon. Gosh, you can't make fun of names unless they're Ed's names. Quilbury Queef. Quilbury Queef. It's spelled Q-U-E-I-T-H. Okay. Quilbury spells it sounds, obviously. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Your character, Quilbury Queef. And uh, and what's your accent, please? What's your character voice for Coolberry Queef? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's uh, me, Coolberry Queef. I'm here to drive the the train. Uh, but alas, my oh my I've god, lost... it's the train voice instead of the bus voice. Everyone, I've lost my train because <laughs> it died in an accident, and I'm feeling very sad about that. But I have to go on an adventure to Iceland yeah. now. Queef's gone to Iceland, as the advert so nearly says. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> okay, you are you are introduced to this game. They buy you takeout. Uh, you have a a rip roaringly good evening of jolly jokes and japes, uh, much as much as we do here on this geek and sundry no, show. No, this character is very serious. <laughs> okay, this character is extremely serious. He's playing it totally seriously. <laughs> Okay, it's it's truly incredible. And uh, meanwhile, uh, we will. I will say because I'm going to take a DM action here. I will say that Nerium, you are first in the bath, and you are you are oh. first in, first out. You can have you can have fresh water. You can just simply have another bath. There is luxury abound in the sword walk. Um, and Nat, you are also taking a bath. Yes. Uh huh. Okay, there is a moment as you kind of relax into this kind of lukewarm water because it's still like relatively 
like hot it's kind of the aftermath of like a burning hot day um and you have this moment where you kind of zone out and as you zone out there's this second where you can catch yourself and bring yourself back into um like your your kind of i don't know forward thinking mind um but you feel these like twin little like almost like tugs like little touches on your shoulder that kind of like pull you a little bit deeper as always i go deeper okay <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay don't drown in the bath no. um <clears throat> in a desert city that would be really poor form uh-huh a, a death only the truly rich can dream for um so <laughs> You, uh, okay, so you like zone out into this darkness and then there is a second where this darkness goes even darker. It's no longer just like closing your eyes. It is something else and there is this shift and you are suddenly floating. I'm going to say that you are clothed when you kind of like look down at what's happening. But if you disagree, that's up to you. Um, but you, <laughs> you look down and you are kind of floating hovering above this huge volcano with this big open crater and you can see this magma field kind of churning and bubbling and roiling and these two hands on your shoulders tighten and as you turn your head to look over you see the two gnats on either side of you one the red one which is like much more solid much more present with the spot on her lower lip and her fingertips red and the blue one on the other side who's much more faint but they're both smiling and they both look like really you know pleased to see you and neither of them says anything but all three of you take a step forward and as you do you start to descend down towards the volcano as you descend, there is a moment where your feet touch the magma and you see around the sides of the cavern, maybe 20, 15 foot above this kind of churning, boiling hot lava, there are holes that go into the mountain, like cavern mouths and occasionally bits of molten rock against the walls. And um, you are sunk down into the magma and there is a second of panic as it kind of covers your head and your face and then there is just darkness and you are still moving down and down and down and that warmth that's surrounding you suddenly kind of goes colder and you see a glimmer down by your feet and as you look closer it's these huge metal chains and each link looks like it's maybe three or four times the size of you wrought from some metal that you don't recognize until you look at it and it looks a little bit familiar to the brooch that you were given that strange oh, steel like thing and then there is a sound of these chains moving in the dark and both the gnats their hands on your shoulders tighten and they lean in so close that you can kind of feel their breath against their cheeks and almost against your cheeks and almost like the brush of their skin against yours and they say a war is coming and then you're back in the bath